Yo, what's good? Welcome to Counter Currents. This is your host, Petey Steele. And your co-host, Elena Torres. And today's guest, let me tell you something. You know, Petey and I are lucky. Like, we're at the Draft House a lot. We get to feature for people a lot. So I see a lot of comics. I open for a lot of comics. And your next guest, I opened for this comic a couple weeks ago. And look, like, I'm funny. Like, I did fine. You know, I featured. I did fine. I gave him an okay room, but this guy with energy, like his jokes are good, but with energy, changed that room. I heard people laughing so loud the second he breathed on the mic. Like <laughs> I could not believe it. So please welcome the hilarious Chicago's own Barry Brewer. Thank you. That's an amazing intro. I appreciate it, Lena. You did a great job. It was a great night. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, no, Pete. thank you. I'm serious. I asked PD. I told everybody, I was like, look, this guy's energy was something else. Thank you. No. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. You know, comedy, I, I tell I was just talking about it. And, you know, every night is a, is a, is a proving yourself thing. No matter how long you've been doing it, no matter how well, you have been whatever you accomplished yesterday. When you hit the stage again, can't prove it now. Are you funny right now? I don't care who, what you did yesterday. I don't care what you did five seconds ago. Are you funny right now? And so that's the challenge we face, man. And I think like any athlete, I'm such a basketball fan. It's like you can be one of the coders, but sometimes we have off games. So when you have a good game and you went out there and you put up 30, and <laughs> then assist. You're like, hey, that was a great night. Thank you. Like, man, he killed that game. Thank you. Yeah, yeah the balls roll funny for everyone, you know? <laughs> yeah, it happens. But yeah, thank you, Elaine. I appreciate it. No, it's have you were you one of these like born performers? Like you strike me as somebody somebody like that. Like as a kid, were you always performing for people? Or where did you learn and how did you craft that amazing stage presence that you have? yes thank you so much so I know I didn't know anything about stage presence but I remember a comedian named BLT from Chicago telling me I had great stage presence I didn't know what that meant I think that's just a gift truthfully I I think that that's just a God-given gift like that's what I believe my mom taught me early on when I was used to read in front of the class or read for her to speak with emphasis, to, 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 not, you know, to be, uh, I don't want to say energetic, but just do it with some, like, uh, keep Let me in, know you're there. Yeah. Keep me engaged, you know? So I think that's where the energy may have came from. My mom kind of making sure that when I got up in front of people and spoke or read that I did it to engage the crowd or the people that I was engaging. I think um, I started comedy in church. And, and 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 started and then I went to the clubs in Chicago and I just think when you start in a very tough city that's not very quick to applaud you or celebrate you in comedy, I think you kind of build a muscle to engage the crowd because they're so not engaged, right? Like you know you come to some shows and they're ready to laugh, so okay. you don't have to do much. But then you know if you come up in a city where you had to pull teeth for laughter, I think that builds the muscle too to learn how to be funny, learn to stay like, it's just a muscle you develop over time. So I think that all of those things probably played a part in my presence today as a stand-up. So thank you for that. I, but I, I think most of it is God too, because I've seen some people work at it and it's not as easy for them. I'll right. say, yeah. Right. 
So I've never met, Katie, I don't know about you, but I've never met a comic who started comedy in church. Like, what do you mean by that? Like you were doing jokes at church? Like, how does that work? Yes, I did my first set in a church. It was a, a gospel concert. So this, so I'm a musician. I grew up in church playing like, so I would be in the hood from Monday to Friday. Then my grandparents would come get me after school. My granddad specifically would come get me after school. He would keep me to Sunday evening. So I always say I, I had the best of both worlds. I learned how to fight and pray. Like I, I, I say that often. <laughs> so, so, so I hood all week in the hood <laughs> and, then, and then in church on the weekend. <laughs> my sister's laughing. So um, I was funny. I was playing um, instruments. I was playing the drums for this community choir and they had a concert. And the guy was one of the other performers. There was a lot of young people. It's kind of like a young vibe type of church. So this is not old school church. This is, these are a lot of young people. So it was that energy. So, you know, they're a lot more progressive as it relates to the things that they allow at the church. Mm -hmm. So this guy's like, man, you're funny. You should do some jokes at the thing. And I had already kind of thought about it, but I was like, I don't know. You know, I've been a fan of comedy, but I'm like, I don't even know where to start. The guy was like, yeah, you should do some jokes. I was like, okay, I'm gonna try it. He's like, yeah, let's do it. So I put together a little set um, in between the choir singing and the offering. You know, they take the offering like in the middle mm -hmm. of service. Um, I went up. I went up either after offering, I think. It's kind of when it, the, 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 the energy is ch just chill. And um, I got a standing ovation my first time. Wow. I got a standing Great. ovation. And, and let me say this, black church, is hard to whether you're singing you could be singing for jesus they still ain't gonna give it to you like <laughs> <laughs> like they don't care they don't care for jesus like you suck bro like go sit down. <laughs> yeah no that's it i'm gonna say that's 100 percent true as growing up in dc since age 14 and having gone to my share of black churches. Yes. I'm not even religious, but having a lot of friends and coworkers in them and things like that. I mean, the way they cut and jolt and everything on each other for any kind right. of like, well, the way you dress in church, you know, your hairline, your this, everything. that, or whatever, even the sermons, like you just, they're not the always the traditional, like holiness thing. Like I got a guy that I work with, and he was telling me about the New Year's 2020 sermon he went to. And like the preacher steps up and he's like, the word this year is better. We got to do better this year. And then his first admonition is the hoes better stop hoeing. And I was like, God damn, he took it there. Like, that's the first thing he went to. And I was like, wow, that's where I want to attend. That's the only stop thing me to Jesus. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's some honesty. That's what I like, you know? That is hilarious. That is definitely that. That sounds very familiar. Hilarious. <laughs> so, so, but no, it's a standard. Like far as talent, and they really like they're honest, you know, which is great because it it helps you as a stand up that you know that you know if it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. And it really, it makes you go back to the drawing board. So that that's what happened. Um, it was a concert. I, I got and at that moment, I was like, hey man, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. And it wasn't as many opportunities in the church. So I started going to the comedy clubs, right? You know, getting on stage and, and hitting the clubs and getting stronger. Right. And the scene in Chicago is pretty strong, right? 
Oh, yes. Yes. And we don't have a lot of comedy clubs for the urban. Like, I never really hit none of any of the main clubs, like the Improv is in Schaumburg is in a really, you know, nice neighborhood, which I I wasn't familiar with. So a lot of the rooms when I was coming up was just rooms, like little lounge bars Mm -hmm. that they were just throwing comedy shows. They had a mic and a little stage and people drinking and you get up and you work your set. So it was pretty much a night every other night somewhere to go um here so a lot of you know damon williams who's a really a popular comedian here in chicago that tours everywhere used to be on the road with bernie mack um you know Corey uh, holcomb right Corey holcomb Dion cole um leon rogers marlon mitchell a lot of them you know like so i used to hit the clubs with little real me and him was around the oh, same really? time hitting the clubs all the time so that was one of like Somebody, he came in the game maybe a year before me, a year or two. Mm-hmm. And so we hitting the clubs all the time together, you know. And then 04, I moved to Los Angeles. Oh, um, okay. To, and uh, Tiffany Haddish is one of my classmates. I always consider Tiffany and Lil Real like we're all classmates because we all were on the shows together. We did this comedy competition called Who's Got Jokes mm-hmm. that premiered on this show called uh, it's Bill Bellamy's Who's Got Jokes that was on TV One in 2006. Wow. We were on this show together. So, you know, I mean, obviously their career, my career is in different places, but, you know. (laughs) I mean, not for long. Trust me. Not for long. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, You've been at it a long time, 2004, but it dates back before then. So when did you start, like, officially? Oh, two, I started. Wow. Like that one, that performance I spoke about at the church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hit the ground running. Oh, I need to get on stage. So I was a, uh, you know how we start when we first get the bug. I'm sure we all have it. You trying to find whatever might anybody let you on stage, you want it. It's true. Yep. It's Am true. I right? I told yeah, you yeah, that. yeah. And I gotta rechange my spark plugs every now and again, you know, because I'll lose yeah. it for a little bit, and then it'll never be like it was the first couple years in terms of like I'll do anything for anybody here, there, right. bam, and all that. But maybe it needs to be that because, you know, I'm kind of I've sort of hit kind of a little bit of a drought. And I don't know that I can afford to be as picky as once upon a time. You know, it's a weird evolution. Yes. No, I I think I've hit that that place a few times. And if I can give you a piece of encouragement is just to even if you don't feel like it, man, let's just get out there. Just go go to a show and you're going to start feeling inspired. You know what I mean? Because when somebody get up on stage and kill, you kind of like, all right, yeah, I want to. It's like an itch that starts back. You know what I mean? Coming yeah. back. I, you know, because I felt like that too, because I've been doing it 20 years at this point, going on 20 years in January. And um, it's a journey. It's yeah. a journey. But yeah, it, it, it's like I had to say, I want to get, okay, so now I've been doing it. So now what's like, it's kind of like you got to keep setting goals. Yeah. Right. And if you don't have a goal, I think that's where you can really die out. And people are kind of like, ah, oh, I kind of hung it up. Well, I do it every once in a while. If I get a gig or if somebody calls me, it's like, what is your goals? And I think if you put a goal, continue to have big goals in front of you as it relates to stand up comedy. I think you'll keep trying to like, even if it's just like, man, I, I just built amazing half an hour set. Mm-hmm. OK, great. Now I want to build another half an hour, make amazing like. As strong as that 30 minutes is, I want to make an hour as strong as that piece. So now I got to build a whole nother 30 minutes to add to that. 
So now there's something to work towards, you know, like, okay, I'm gonna build that bit and make it. So now you're working something, you you know what I mean? Like there's a goal in mind, you know, I think that. So I did an hour special, um, Chicago, I'm home on Amazon Prime. That's a shameless shout out. And um, my first hour special. So now my goal is, and what's motivating me is like, can you top it? Yeah. I really feel like I did well. I'm like, that it was better than I could expect it. So I'm like, right. can you build another hour yeah. strong? So now that's my motivation. So when you see me on stage, Atlanta, and whatever credits they think I got, like I'm like, no, I'm up here to really. I'm trying to. I'm I'm trying to accomplish something else. So I think that's okay. the, where the motivation comes from. Right. Yeah. I always think about that with after releasing a special. It's like okay, you kind of have to like throw all that out. It's gone. Right. And you're like starting from the beginning. So is there ever a moment? What do you do? I guess when you're on stage, because this just happened to be at a new joke show, right? Mm -hmm. where I was on a new joke show and they told me write seven minutes of new, of new jokes, right. To do the show. So I wrote seven new minutes and like, I went to some open mics before, you know, it was in New York. I was like, okay, I wrote my seven minutes. I got, I was like, I got all new shit that I've only done one other time. And then I get there and they're like, you've got 10 minutes. And I'm like, well, I don't, I wrote seven minutes of new shit. It's only three little minutes, but as a goal for myself, I didn't want to do anything old. <laughs> like this is what I want to do. Right, right. This is not what I want to do. So I'm sure, like, what do you do if, if there's like a moment on stage, like wherever you're working out new shit and people aren't laughing? Do you go to the stuff that's from your special, or do you just like use energy or crowd work? Like, what do you do in that? Like, you know that comedian panic moment. Yes, I do know. Um, when I'm working out a new joke that's not hitting like I want to, because I've just had that moment maybe a few months ago. To be honest with you, about right. a joke. I, at that, and I've done two different things. At that one moment, the first time I did, I just dug a little bit more into that. I just started talking about it mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about the funny no more. I was like, let me talk about this premise. It was about my son mm -hmm. and see if it's something there that I haven't necessarily wrote. Because I'll tell you this, some gems are going to come on stage that's not going to come as you sit in there. Yeah. So, so even though the laugh ain't come right when you thought the, that punch was going to be, don't let up so quick because there might be something a little deeper that you would have found some gold later on. And I'm like, the thing you don't think is funny that you say, yeah, and, and that's the, that's it. That's the punch. So maybe that's the punchline. Maybe that's, the, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I stay in it a little longer. And I understand that even if I don't win, because that's the thing you're saying too. Am I up here to win the crowd? Or am I up here to develop new material? You can't do both if it's new, because if it's not hidden, like I said, you're going to abort ship and go to what you know. Right. But that's, but that's not helping you grow new material. That's right. That's so right. what I've learned to do if I'm in, because if you're in New York or you're in L.A., you do have an opportunity and an obligation to understand that there's industry out in those crowds all day, every day. So you don't want to take a chance to bomb. So what I've learned to do is right. in that in, in, um, in a situation I put my new material in the middle. Yeah. So I'll have an opening bit. Boom. Now I work on my new material in a bit. And then I'll do something I know can close that can still let people yeah. know, hey, I'm funny. So maybe that's the thing. But sometimes if it's just up there working new material, it's going to be that. I'm yeah. sorry. Like it's just, yeah. that's just the process. And I think don't abort. I would encourage you not to abort and to maybe try to talk more about that premise and that concept of something you didn't write just to see if there's something else there. And even sometimes it's beyond, 
it's like, yeah, when I wrote it, it seemed like it would be much funnier than y'all giving me, but that's cool. Right. You know, sometimes just the honesty even makes people laugh too, right? Because it's yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sure you that moment. So that's that's what I do. I just kind of just do say sometimes you gotta get beyond the laugh. Yeah. Like I know I'm up here to make you laugh, but if I'm really trying to work on something, especially when you start talking about jokes and creating jokes from your personal experience mm-hmm. and how that translates to 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 the world, mm-hmm. it's like it's 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 a it's a back and forth trying to make it, you know, make make sense. Totally. Totally. That's smart. And then I wanted to ask you, so you went to LA in 04, but you're in yeah. Chicago now, right? I'm between LA and Chicago. I just, oh, you I'm, are? Oh, yes. My son is here. So okay. I'm here. Yes, I still am in LA, but yes, I'm, I'm here in Chicago a whole lot. I'm pretty much in both places. Right. <laughs> Every right. Moment. I think that's cool because Petey and I talk a lot about like you know, we're in DC, right? So we talk a lot about like where to base yourself as a comic, especially now like things have changed. Like we're lucky, like the scene here is really good. You know, we're close to New York so you can go back and forth, but how have you managed that part of it? Just the geography. Yeah, I've recently kind of been, I would come back once a month to Chicago to be with my son. So I really wouldn't do a lot of shows. So recently relocated, been here more during the pandemic. Okay. in in Chicago a little more so as it relates to stand-up like I said it's about my goal like what am I trying to accomplish and is there places here so I try to find you know it's a blessing as you start to work you can go on the road and do an hour and work out new material right and get paid to do it so that's a blessing right right um so that's been my present situation but because some of the crowds here at those rooms I was telling you I did, I worked in, I can't go there and necessarily work on material because those crowds is not like, I need an honest crowd to tell me, you know what I mean? Like they want yeah, to. Yeah. It's like ratchet crowds. You got the yeah. ratchet bar crowds that you sure. can't really work on the bit. You got to do crowd work. You got to talk about somebody. You got you to Yeah, do. totally. Totally. Yeah, those are not the places I so I, I can go and really develop new material. So I don't do those often. I just try to take the shows that I have to work on. And then I when I go to LA that month, you know, right. I go back and forth. I'll try to get, you know, on at the Laugh Factory. I'll try to get on, you know, where I can. And like I said, I, I'm fortunate to do other shows. Like I did a church show in New Jersey um right. this weekend. I haven't did a church show in a while, but I was blessed to do a church show. And good money, right? It is. It is good money. And it's an opportunity to work on the material. I'm a clean comic all the time. Right. So, so it opens up other doors. But that's just who I am. Right. I, I didn't choose to be that because that's what makes money. But yeah, it's good money. You know, I think that I told my guy, I was like, I was like, yeah, you make money a lot quicker as a clean comic. Than as a, 100%. But, facts. But, 100%. But, but at the end of the day, I think comedy is about self-expression, true self-expression. And if that's who you are, that's who you are. And it'll come when it's supposed to come. You know what I'm saying? But but yeah, I was saying like using the opportunity at the church show to really work on new material. And I did. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, and but it was really edgy stuff. Right. Because I was talking about my custody battle with my child's mom. And I was talking about I was talking about I was I didn't treat it like a church show. I treat I treated it like I was well, at the I was at a regular show. So I didn't I didn't talk about church that much. I talked about going through with this woman and how I feel. And like I, I was like, yeah, I heard somebody killed their child's mom. I was like, I understand. Like, yeah. <laughs> you 
you never think you understand murder until you understand. You're like, get it. Like, I'm not going to do it, but I, I understand. <laughs> so I'm talking about this type of material and church, right? And you wouldn't think that would be too well-received, right? But I've developed a comfortability in just understanding honesty and being truthful about you know, like trying to work on material. And 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 I got up then, and what you were just saying, early on, it wasn't really hitting like the first few minutes because I was already on, I had just gotten into a situation. I tell mom and I, I was like, I got to work. I got to make this, I got to make this something. This and you had to get it out. I'm sure like you were yeah, saying it or something. Got to, because I got to get it out. Exactly. Okay. So I got it out and I started trying to find jokes in it. Right. And it's kind of like a reverent engine and then finally click. And I, and it's only because I just kept talking about it. And, you know, your strength, your muscle, your comedic muscle will start clicking in and making fun of the situation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I found some gold. I really did. And they taped it and I was able to see it. And I was like, oh, that's that's special. And I wouldn't have said and wrote that. I had to be in the moment and <laughs> losing my way to say it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in your so, feelings a little bit. Yes. Yes, exactly. In my feelings, because I definitely wouldn't have wrote that outside of my feelings, because it's not who I am. Right. Naturally, I should say. Yeah. Right. That's super interesting that you use the road to work out new material, because not I haven't heard that that much. But I think that's I mean, that's great because your your crowd already kind of knows who you are. Whereas, like you say, like in bar shows, there's a big like prove yourself shit. Yeah, and you, you can't gotta figure the room out and you gotta do so much work. But at least, you know, when you have an hour, like you have you can do that and do new jokes. Exactly. And I and I end on stuff that I know when. So I'm not ending, okay. like I said, I still okay. If I'm doing an hour, I may be doing 20, 20, 25 minutes of new material in between. That right. other 20 minutes is what I know, and the last 20 minutes is what I know. Right. Yeah. I'm making sure it's an hour. <laughs> doing math. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, Gary Goldman was saying something to that effect in all those tweets he had about how to write better in 2019. He would do like a tweet a day. And he was saying how, you know, even a club weekend, if you're a feature, you should use a little of that time to try some new stuff out and see how a big crowd looks like. It's not just like a paid vacation where you spin the hits and stay in a hotel. And I used some of that time. I was freaked at first, but I just said, you know what, I'm going to do this. And then the next day, I went back with the notebook and went back and erased and revised some words and did some things and took a little something away from it. I mean, I didn't hit all of them, but you know, but you gained something. Yeah. Yeah. And and what other opportunity are you going to really have to do that? Right. Because in New York and in LA, you're not really getting an opportunity to do an hour unless you big time, you know what I mean? So if you do get a headlining opportunity, what better place to do it than that? Yeah. Right. Especially if you're doing a weekend. Oh, yeah. man. Come back. You know, it's two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Usually. Usually. Oh, yeah. man, that was cool. Mm-hmm. OK, maybe I'll tweak that. OK, now I go right back. Yeah. And do it. See how that works. Oh, man. Then I can do it Saturday. First shows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. By, weekend, yeah. by Monday, you should have a new bit. Yeah. At least yeah. Some degree that you feel like got some life in it. You know what I mean? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, Barry, so um, you and Elena are both parents. Should I have a kid so I can get some new material or what? 
I think kids will definitely give you material. I wouldn't encourage That's it just for that reason because there's so many other things you'll get with it, um, like stress. Um, custody yeah. battles, yeah. Yep. Custody, custody issues. And no, I hope you used to be with the mom. But uh, no, man, kids are a blessing, man. I truly think kids are another opportunity to give something back to the world outside of what you do on the earth. Yeah. Um, but it is truly a job. It is work. It is attention. Trying to balance Elena, I'm sure, as a mother, it's a whole nother level of responsibility, um, I think, because, um, you know, and I'm very hands on. I, I I am, I would say even more than his mom. I'm sure she would dis disagree, but I'm more hands on than she is as it relates to my son. Um, he's 11 now, but early on, I would say she was. But um, sh should I have kids? That was the question. I'm, I'm just one. <laughs> Do you want kids? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You don't want to see a little you running around? No. You know, at one point in time, my ego was that big that I did comedy for 10 years and it's been deflated so much where I'm like, I don't necessarily need to have a legacy, you know, beyond this. Maybe it's best if the buck stops here. That but is, if it could inflate my ego in terms of comedy, hey, you know. I'm just workshopping here, Barry. For God's sake. <laughs> the I hope you, I hope that's a bit. What you just said is brilliant. Oh, you, thanks. You like 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 you're making like I'm such a bad person. I'm gonna do a world favor and stop it here. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? That's hilarious. No, but I always encourage people to have kids because I just think that it gives you even more meaningful more meaning to life. Um, you know. And every kid is different, right? What you see your sister going through or your brother going through or your friend going through, that might not be your experience, you know, because every kid is different, right? Like, and that's what I'm seeing. And, and Elena, how many kids do you have? I've just got one. One, same here. Yeah. And I've learned with parents with multiple kids even have different experiences. With oh, yeah. Them, oh, you yeah. Know. Like, no kid is like the other. It can be a totally different journey from what I hear yeah. from one kid to yeah. the other. And let me say this, Pete, seeing a little person grow into this personality, it's, it is an experience that I think you would appreciate. Not now, especially if you're on the go and you like to just move and stuff. But when you see that process, I think you, I've heard a lot of people not want kids and had, and had them like, oh, like I don't really want it. And in that moment, I think they're like, wow, like I never, I seeing this, like they couldn't have plan for that and that they would feel so happy to have experienced this being growing into its own personality it's a little person it's a little person that you're help molding as they get older so i like it but you know everybody's different so i'm hoping to see a little pete running around someday yeah <laughs> the, the thing is though like barry tell me if you agree it's like you don't know what you don't know right? like i was conflicted about having kids before, you know, like, and I got, oh, there you are. Um, yeah, I'm going to go off quick, okay? Is that okay? Or, or is this being recorded visually? This is recorded. Oh, this is visually. Yeah. Okay, I use the restroom. I've been trying to hold it. Can you, okay, I want to hear. Go pee. Can I go real quick? Go pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll fill right. the time. Okay, yeah. Elena, go pee. I want to hear what you have to say. I have to okay, go. okay, go pee, go pee. All right, I'll be right back. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> This is cool. Yeah. 
This is something you don't get to do every day, you know? You, uh... Nope. Nope. Maybe Pete will be forced to edit. Nah. It's easy. Especially if he leaves the door open, then we're keeping it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In that ah. case, this becomes a very different kind of podcast. Yeah. Is our audio even that good? On this? I guess we could pick up piss from yeah. a room away <laughs> with an open door. I actually door. have a really good microphone sitting right next to me. Look, this is visual. Look, I bought a really nice podcast microphone on Amazon, and I just haven't set it up yet. Oh, I think because of the background. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, Pete hooked models. up this ring light. I love this thing. Isn't it nice? It's great. I yeah. I think it definitely is the wave. I was like, I could see my face. And not oh, as yeah. bad as I thought it was going to look. Yeah. Yeah, it's a game changer. Yeah, the next stage is you get another one. You get one on both sides. And like everything's perfectly lit. Green screen. Change is the my colors. Next. Yeah. Hell yeah. I got to do, do a green screen next. Oh, I think I hear someone. I'm back. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm sorry. I had went to the doctor. They had me drinking a lot of water. You don't know if you have to go to the doctor and give the urine test. So I, I had to drink a whole lot of water. And, hey, yeah, and it's when you got to go, you know, you got to go. Yeah. Okay. So, Elena, you was about to say something. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I was talking about I was talking about kids that you don't know what you don't know, right? Like right. before, before I had kids, I wasn't sure if I wanted kids. I got pregnant very quickly. Let me say, I mean, I was gonna. I went off birth control to just like see what my body would feel like, and I got pregnant the day I went off birth control. Wow. So my husband and I were talking about it, but it wasn't like I made that decision yet. And wow. I'm kind of glad I was pregnant for the nine months because I had the nine months to kind of like grapple with the decision. And then, <laughs> and then my kid came out and it was like the best thing ever. Wow. That's the That's only cool. way, right? It's like the greatest. And like all the cheesy stuff you hear, like I saw, I looked at her in the hospital. I, it's a love you can't describe, but like people can tell you that, but you don't know what you don't know. No facts, facts. And I agree. And I wasn't like, I wasn't like in a, market for kids if you will <laughs> it was a similar situation it just happened and i was like and and this is funny but you know how men like because we was not doing well in the relationship and this happened so i'm just like you can't be rude and insistent like no we don't need you know what i'm saying right looking at her like i hope she don't keep it like that's how i'm feeling right. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh no right and so she's like, I'm a keeper. And I'm like, okay, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what it is. And she said it too. We got during the cousin, she's like, you didn't even want him. I'm like, I didn't know him. Now I do. Yeah. He's my yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, your boy's like Mike Jones back then, didn't want yeah. me. Yeah. Now I'm hot. All but when he came out, when he came out, well, let me just say this. No, way before he came out, when I, when she started to show is when I started, like, I used to sing to him in the stomach. Like, I I always wanted kids, but I, like I said, it was more so the relationship that I was a little worried about. But I say this to say, when he came out, it was exactly like a love, like, 
Like I was just showing a picture yesterday. He slept on my chest. He only could go to sleep on my chest. He would sleep on my chest every night. It is a love you can't explain. It is a, um, it's an experience I think everybody should feel. And I don't think you would know until you're, until you're in it. It's hard for me to say like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause it know, can look, it can look very shitty from the outside. Like, you know, your parents are usually like really tired. Like PD, I'm sure you've not seen me at my, at my best moments sometimes. Like it can look hard, but the amount that it's hard versus the amount that it's great. It's like this. To the- it, be- it becomes one of your greatest joys as you get older. Like think about it. Like think about the parents and older. You think about your parents or think about your grandparents and how, I mean, hopefully the kids is doing well, but that becomes your pride and joy of what you did. Like how this, and I see it with my mom. She used to cuss me out and almost killed me when I was younger. But I think her looking at me and what I've been able to do makes her feel accomplished. It makes her feel like I did all right in this world. I did look at what I produced, right? And this is outside of what she was able to do in her life, but the success or how her child is, is somewhat makes her feel like I did all right in life. Like that mm-hmm. seems to give her that energy. I'm talking about myself, but I'm, I think a lot of parents feel like that. And it makes me feel good, right? That she feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. My mom told me that one time that I was her proudest accomplishment. And I got to tell you, it felt like nothing I ever felt before. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she's lying, but you know, even so it, it was, Truly something to behold. It's a beautiful thing. Excuse me, yeah. I have to eat a fry. I'm hungry. But um, I got some wing stop. Y'all love wing stop? I like wings from more mom and pop joints. I'm not a big fan of the wings at franchise. I don't know. I get it. Oh, Buffalo Wild Wings, though, was an exception. I, was, I When I went to school in Wisconsin, that was one of the first BW3s. Now they got them everywhere in the United States. But back yeah, then, that was cold. Really I like them. Yeah, I'm sure they were good back then. Okay, I'm yeah. done eating. I just had to eat a fry. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> All good. I love French fries. But wings aren't really, wings aren't really my, my thing. I'm more into like, we have a Nando's down the street. Do they have Nando's in Chicago? That's like chain, chain chicken stuff. They, I think the Nando's on my street is the best Nando's in the world. Really? I've heard Next of Next time you're in DC, I don't know what it is, but the Nando's on H Street, because I've tried Nando's everywhere else and cannot compare. Like the Nando's on my street is the most delicious Nando's. It's just something that they do, like they like marinate the chicken and the spicy sauce. It's delicious. They make it with love, probably. They, something. <laughs> something. Somebody behind that love what they're doing and you can taste it. Yeah, yeah. And there's another comedian actually that we know guy named Kevin Seafried who lives a few blocks down the road from me and he said the same thing like what's going on with our Nando's <laughs> the best fucking chicken sorry the best it's chicken the yeah I'm gonna check it out when I'm there I'm the one you're talking about yeah yeah you gotta come you gotta come to the one in my neighborhood okay deal I'll take deal. you to that it's delicious yeah I, so, I might act there in February too so I'll keep you posted oh really oh right mm-hmm. you doing DCI or which the same spot on um, Draft House. Oh, Draft oh, really? House again. Nice. Yay. Yeah. yeah. I look forward to keeping you posted. We talking now. So. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. 
There's another great place you should see. It's brand new, but it's um, owned by, I think they're Korean. But nonetheless, they make these crazy wings in this smokehouse barbecue, mac and cheese all across the board. And then they also sell like this whole bubble tea menu. It's the weirdest hybrid thing. Yeah, it's over on Florida, New York, sort of nearby where I work. Shit is crap. Don't talk, man. I will. Okay, deal. (laughs) I will make sure to check it out. You're you're a foodie. You're a foodie. You like. Yes. We're going to. Okay. So what if we if we're in Chicago, where do we need to eat? Oh, my God. So many places. So. So first of all, the and this is preference. I don't encourage people to get the deep dish. I know that that's popular, but I don't think you get to really taste how amazing the pizza is because it's a lot. It's a lot to consume in the deep dish. Mm-hmm. I would take you to, and everybody got present. Giordano's is very popular, but I think Home Running In is amazing. Home Running In, mm-hmm. actual. And um, there's another place in the inner cities in the urban areas called Italia Fiesta. Um, that's pizza. I then will take you to um, Harold's Chicken. Um, none of this food is healthy, by the way. Yeah, um, <laughs> good. <laughs> so don't come here looking for health because that's not yeah. now, I'm sure we have a lot of health healthy food, but you're asking an African-American man that was born on the south side of Chicago. So when you say, what are we eating? All black food. So um, back. <laughs> so all Do black- you know the song Harold's by Freddie Gibbs? I, 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 I don't know it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, he's got a video. Right in the Heralds in Gary, Indiana. Oh, it's fantastic song. But yeah, I, I, I got to hit it. I've heard so many good things. When I was out there, I had Portillo's. That was my Portillo's. Portillo's. Uh, Portillo's. Yeah, that was cold. I like those sausages. Woo. That's another place I would suggest to get an Italian beef. Um, they have one in, L- in L.A. in Buena Park out by Knoxbury Farm. But that's a, a Chicago. And it has a wide menu. But the Italian beef is amazing. Get it dipped in the juice with the flavor of the meat. Oh, my guys. Oh, it's amazing. Um, So Portillo's definitely, Carol's Chicken. I would say home run in. There's a few different pizza places I would suggest because the pizza is different, but it's amazing. Um, What's another place? Uh, do y'all have White Castles there? No. That's strictly mostly New York. If you see any, they might be on the turnpike or the toll roads, and you can buy them in the supermarket, like the yeah. microwavable oh, yeah, joints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah, we have a lot of them here, but yeah, okay. Usually, that's more of people appreciated from the West Coast because they don't get that often. Um, what's another restaurant I would suggest? I'm not sure. I would. I, Oh my God, my favorite breakfast spot is the original House of Pancakes. Yes. Do y'all have that out there? We got three of them one in Rockville, one in Bethesda, and then one over in Arlington. Fantastic. I don't know if it's the exact same one, but it's just a simple breakfast, but it's consistent and it's amazing. And it's my favorite place. I go, I eat there all the time. I'm so faithful. I'm there. I get my bacon and eggs. And I either get the pancakes because they're amazing, but now I've learned that their French toast is amazing. I get it double dipped in the batter because I need it that the, 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 to be fluffy, and I sit there and I have the time of my life every time. Yeah, the chocolate chip ones are fantastic there. Oh my god, those pancakes and that coffee too is some of the best coffee. 
and it's consistent now. and their bacon is cooked to perfection. I don't know nope. where I think they got the pigs out back because it's just so fresh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those are the places I would suggest. I would have a lot more, but you know, when you come, I would like definitely tell you. I'm just the first things that come on top of my head because I, you know, I would eat everywhere. Right. Yeah, yeah. now I'm hungry. So Me on that too. Note, Barry, what do you have coming up that you want to tell the people about? Um, I've been blessed to book a, a, a guest star role on the show SWAT on CBS. Nice. Um, nice. I mean, um, being on, I'll be on that. Um, I'm on it um, and I'll be working on my, my second stand-up special. So I'll hopefully be filming that. But I, you know, I put out sketches and content online all the time. Mm -hmm. on my youtube which is barry brewer jr on all platforms but um i'm gonna be dropping a new series that i wrote what i directed and i star in called kelton and kim it's about this nerd is dating this super bad chick like imagine urkel dating rihanna right and their relationship because people be looking confused at how he got her and um it's just comedic and it's funny so i did that and i'm you know i'll be doing a sketch show called the Barry Sketch Show that'll be along the lines of like a Mad TV, just putting a lot of my people together and characters and scenarios and putting it online because that's really the new TV, like for right. real. That's right. And all that's on YouTube? Yeah, so y'all on YouTube, yep. That's awesome. Facebook, it, it'll be on both Facebook, my Facebook page and my YouTube. Uh, Barry Bridge on your Facebook. That's awesome. Well, we want to thank Barry for coming on our show today. Barry, where can people find you at social media other than YouTube? Is it Barry Brewer yes, everywhere? I'm Barry Brewer Jr. everywhere. Barry with an A, Brewer, B-R-E-W-E-R-J-R, -E -E as in Jr. on all platforms. And my website is IamBarryBrewer.com. IamBarryBrewer.com. And thank you all. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, Elena, for having me on. I really My appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here with us, and we hope to see you in February. Yes. Thank you. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.